Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, 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 everybody, Keith Ferrante here. How you guys doing? Coming to you today and this Emerging Profit Podcast. Woo! I hope you got some fire. I hope you got some joy. I hope you got some excitement about what is coming, some hope. This is a great day for the prophets, guys. This is the best time for the prophets to be alive. This is our hour, guys, but we got to understand what kind of a prophet we are if we're going to make an impact. We've got to really begin to get very precise. We're, you know, a lot of, a lot of cultures, it's like, hey, are you, you, you know, I'm a prophet. Okay, that's, we got to get way beyond that. We got to get way over needing profit for a false sense of security and identity. No, profit is a job description. If you're a prophet, tell me what kind of prophet you are. Tell me who you're called to be a prophet to. Tell me what you're called to do. Tell me the people that you have favor with. Tell me your message. Tell me Tell me some specifics, guys, because that's what this is about, okay? It's not about the title, the, oh, finally I'm something. I got to use the name prophet to, for, for people to think I'm great. No, prophet is to uh, for the purpose of, 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 uh, of an assignment to advance the kingdom of God on the earth. It's in the new covenant we're in right now. So our prophetic, the prophet in the new covenant is building the foundations of Christ and the kingdom of God. So you got to understand the kingdom of God. You got to understand the revelation of Christ. That's why we've built a whole world and a whole world emerging prophet world. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. But we've got emerging prophet world you ought to jump into. If you're like, man, I love this podcast, jump into our emerging prophet world because that's where we train people to actually get very specific and understand it. Guys, until you're specific, there's so many people I, I, I run into that Keith, God called me a prophet 40 years ago, but I'm still waiting for my time. I said, because you didn't get specific because you didn't understand the training. You didn't understand all that needed to go on. And so you didn't get yourself ready. You didn't get your, you, you know, many are called, few are chosen. So you, you, you understood the calling, but you didn't understood what it means to be chosen. That word chosen is selected. That word chosen is like, hey, that one, you know, okay. So it would be like, okay, you want to be in the Olympics? Oh, great. Okay, U10. You want to be in the, U10 have the potential to be in the Olympics. U10, I can see you. Can you, you know, can you see that? Like a coach pulls out 10. U10, but you know what? Only one of you is actually going to the Olympics. That's the difference between being called by the coach. I see the potential in the 10 of you versus the chosen. Many are called to you chosen. You have been elected to go to the Olympics. You have been elected as a prophet. See, guys, we have to understand something. Just because we're called to be a prophet doesn't mean we're actually operating as a prophet in the, the fullness and the office of the prophet. That's a whole different thing. And, and so I want to talk to you today about Joseph because Joseph was a really great example of a prophet who had to learn, who had to learn the process. He had to understand he was in a process. And, and, and we, we don't, I mean, this is not about your salvation with Christ because it's finished. The work is finished. We're not in a process with Christ. Uh, but this is about your destiny. Guys, this is about your destiny. And I want you to look at Joseph. Joseph is a perfect example. He's a youngster at age 17. You, you find him in, in, in Genesis 37, a typical 
unhealthy, unsensitive, emerging prophet, I like to call them. Someone that has, he's got these dreams. Oh, and he's got this, he's got this revelation, this, this heavenly encounter. He has these two dreams. In my dreams, my family bows down to me. In my dreams, my parents bow down. My brothers, you guys all serve me. In my dreams, you are leading me. And you know what? There's one thing to have that dream. There's another thing to say that dream. But he's not sensitive enough to know, hey, if I share that dream, it probably ain't going to go good with me. So he shares the dream. And what does it do? It creates the tension. It creates the jealousy. He stirs up the jealousy. See, when you're unhealthy, like Joseph, you stir up the jealousy. When you're healthy as a prophet, you might get dreams. You might have revelation. But you use it with wisdom. You don't just flaunt it around. You don't just, oh, I'm the prophet. I'm going to lead all of you guys. God told me this and you guys are all going to listen. No, you use wisdom on when to say the things that you say. And, and, and Joseph had to learn that himself. He had to learn. He had to learn that. That was the journey. <laughs> That's the journey sometimes some of us have to have to know. But I just want to talk about this style of prophet because there's some of you that are like, yeah, I don't know if I'm called to be a prophet, but when you hear about Joseph, you might think, well, maybe I am called to be a prophet. Because I want you to see this. Okay, Joseph goes through his learning curve. He gets thrown into the pit, and then he gets thrown into Potiphar's house. But what is he doing in Potiphar's house? He's managing the household. It's the same thing that he did for his father. His father, he had the sheep with his father, and his father trusted him with the sheep. And, and, and uh, uh, t he tended the flocks with his brothers, but he had some oversight and he brought his father a bad report about his brother. So you see he had like favor with his father, but he didn't yet know the, the, the things that, that he should bring and shouldn't bring. He was, he was bringing the bad report. He was telling his dad and his brothers he was going to rule over them. He had some work, but he did have some managerial skills. And, and you see it happening in Potiphar's house. What happens? Everything that happens to everything, everything in Potiphar's house. He, he, gets, he gets sold by his brother's. He gets uh, put into Egypt, and then what happens? He is, <clears throat> let's let's look at it here. He is, uh, the Lord was with Joseph in Genesis 39, and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. And when his master saw that the Lord was with them and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. And from the time that he put him in charge, the Lord blessed the household of Egypt because of Joseph. Wow, what a gift. Guys, there's some, there are some prophetic people that actually the way that their prophetic gift operates is that they have favor to multiply provision. They have favor in whatever they put their hands to actually multiplies. See, prophets oftentimes deal with the finances. Now, a lot of times we, we have like this very churchy kind of view towards the finances, like a donation-based view. So prophets are all, you know, about the donation. But listen, there's a Joseph type of prophet that's not about the donation. They understand whatever they put their hands to prospers. Whatever they put their hands to gets blessed financially. If they're a manager for someone else, that person's house is going to be blessed. And you notice Joseph's success was not found in having his own business in his own company, but in helping other companies. Other businesses. He helped Potiphar's uh, uh, house. Then he helped the prison. And that, and that made everything run there. And then, of course, he was promoted to the palace. And everything there flourished. And he had this gift of administration on him. We like to call it in, in the Romans 12 gift. Like, you can have an Ephesians 4. I believe it's Ephesians 4 gift of, of, of office of prophet. Where, where it's, you know, the, uh, where it, it talks about the equipping of the saints. 
And Ephesians 4, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people. So you're going to have an Ephesians 4 office prophet, but you're going to have a Romans 12 administrator or leader prophet or, or a leader, not a leader skill set, redemptive gift. We call Romans 12 as the redemptive gifts of leadership. So why is this important? Because some people say, well, I'm not a prophet. I'm just good at business. And, and you know what? There's good business people that are not prophets. But sometimes if you have the redemptive gift of leadership or administration, you could be a prophet, an Ephesians 4 office prophet, but how you function is you function in leadership, administration, making, you know, speaking into structures, helping things flourish, making things work that are not working before, ca causing things to be fruitful, prosperous, financially lucrative. Like that is a sign of your success. Like guys, if you're in the church world, what does the church world value? The church world values message profits. What's a message profit? Someone that gets up on Sunday morning and does a good teaching. Well, you know what they're valuing? They're valuing an Ephesians 4 prophet with the redemptive gift in Romans 12 of teacher. And I want you to see the difference here because a lot of us are like, oh, I'm not a prophet because I don't teach like so-and-so. They're a brilliant, revelatory teacher. Wow, they have line-by-line -line way of communicating the prophetic and the kingdom of God and messages. I just love hearing them share stories. But you know what? You could be a Joseph prophet. And Joseph never preached one message according to what we look at, like at in Scripture. We don't see him preaching a message. He was the message. How many messages has been preached about Joseph? He was the message, but he didn't preach. He wasn't a message prophet. He was an administrator prophet. Woo, this is good revelation. I hope some of you are getting this. Some of us, we get all bottled up because we're like, you know what? I'm not really great at speaking at a message. Like that's not where my favor is. I don't get invited to preach Sunday morning. I, I mean, how come my pastor doesn't invite me to preach? And it's like, hey, could it possibly be that you could maybe be another type of prophet, maybe an administrator prophet? Now there's a bunch of other ones. There's, there's 80 other named ones. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to talk to you about those in other podcasts. But right now I'm just talking about Joseph. How do you know he's a prophet? I was like, well, Keith, is he is he's really a prophet? Well, sometimes in, in, in the scripture, there's there's guys that are overtly, you can overtly tell they're a prophet. And other times you have to kind of, you have to scrap it around and you got to figure it out. Um, but you can see some of the signs of a prophet in him. Of course, Psalms 105, 18 and 19. They bruised his feet with shackles and his neck was put in irons until what he foretold came to pass till the word of the Lord proved him true. Okay, he was a man of the word of the Lord. That's what prophets are. They're all about the word of the Lord. What's, what's another one? He has dreams and visions. Okay, he was very prophetic. Dreams and visions was his main mode of operandi. Getting, interpreting the dream, hearing the dream, interpreting it. Like until he didn't actually move into his full office of prophet until he interpreted the dream of of, of, of Pharaoh. Okay. I want you to see this in Potiphar's house, his Romans 12 gift of redemptive gift of administration and leadership was in operation, but it wasn't until his first Corinthians 12 gift of discerning of spirits, maybe wisdom and prophecy. Those kind of gifts were operating his, his first Corinthians 12, his spiritual gifts were operating that Pharaoh listened to him because it was his ability to interpret the dream 
that got him an audience with Pharaoh, but it was his Romans 12 gift of administration, ability to see structure, where things need to be organized, where things are out of whack, all those kind of things. That is what got him the job. So it took both gifts. Some people emphasize the 1 Corinthians 12 gifts, the, the, charis, the charisma gifts, the charismatic gifts, the prophecy, word and odds, tongues, faith, all those things. They're like, oh man, it's all about the gifts. And then some are all about leadership, good leadership, good, you know, good character, good, you know, be a good student, train, teach, give to the poor. Like some of the more Romans 12 type redemptive gifts. But in reality, we need both of them. Okay, we need both of them. Like to be a healthy new covenant prophet, we need to first of all know if we have an Ephesians 4 calling to be a prophet. Then we have to know what our Romans 12 redemptive gift is because that's going to give us a unique niche. Uh, like you could, be, you could be a teacher prophet because Romans 12 says they're teachers, but you could be a prophet. You could be a servant prophet, and we'll talk about those in other There's servant prophet, redemptive gift of servant. You could be a prophecy prophet. See, that's even different. And then, um, uh, and then 1 Corinthians 12, your, your, your 1 Corinthians 12 gifts can be your charisma gifts. You know, one of you could have a stronger word of knowledge. Another one could have a greater gift of faith. One could be really strong in prophecy. Like all of those make a very unique prophet style. So I love it. That's why I, I, people just say, oh, I'm not a prophet. I say, my, oh my word, there's so many, so many styles, so many differences, so many unique. But what, the core is you're a prophet. But it, this person's an administrator. This person's an intercessor. This person's a message prophet. This person's a signs and wonders prophet. This person is a, is a musician prophet. This person is a, you know, like just a, an artist that's a prophet. There's so many different ways. So guys, I just want you to get this free of, oh, am I a prophet? Am I not a prophet? Maybe you are. And even if you're not, I want you can hear this teaching and, and even catch something from Joseph because Joseph, his, you know, how, like, how, you know, what was, what, how, how does this kind of prophet work? Well, it works, his prophetic works through administration. His prophetic, what, what happens? He goes up to see Pharaoh. He sees the dream. He can interpret it. He can see, he can see the dream of a leader. Now, whether it's an actual, like a dream where you're sleeping kind of a dream, or whether it's like a, a dream where like a leader has, this something that is in heart, is, is, it's in his heart to do. Like David, it was in his heart to build the temple. But then Nathan said, okay, you can't build the temple, but your son can. So he gives him some, understanding of it and he helps them under you know understand the timing of it and everything the same thing with like a joseph administrator prophet he's able to see the dream of a leader whether one well, a dream that he's sleeping or one where it's in his heart it's what he wants to build it's something he wants to build for his company his church his government whatever it's something in his heart to do but then joseph's able to see what's coming in from that dream He's able to see the strategy for that dream to come to pass. And he's able to then, and then the unique Joseph style is he's actually able to implement it. See, some prophets, they can actually see the dream of kings, but they can't implement it. They don't have the gift set to implement it. That's all right. You know what? They're still valid. They can be a consultant prophet. They can help come in. They can help speak into kings. That's, that's more like what Daniel was. He was more of a consultant to kings or a, no, actually more of Elisha-ish. Uh, Daniel's a little more of a counselor, but Elisha's a little more of a consultant. Like he would speak to kings, but he didn't live in the court. He didn't work for the king. Like, like some of you might be a little bit more like that. That's kind of your skill set, more, more like Elisha. Um, but so 
however it is, Joseph, though, was able to be more administrative. And that was that's a prophetic gift. That's his ability to see where things need to be put in order, where things are out of whack, where how things should be built, who, what kind of workers you need to put together. Remember when his brothers came in, they finally came in, Father? Like Joseph assigned them places. Here, we'll put you in these fields over here. We'll put you in this land. You'll work here. Like he knew where to assign people. He knew where to put people so they would prosper, so they would flourish. He knew how to uh, set stuff up so the finances of the future finances of this company, of the of the nation of Egypt, Israel, and all all the nations of uh, you know that 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 were going to receive from the from the food that Joseph saved up would be blessed. Like this is an amazing skill set. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and and it's like a lot of them I'm like, "Oh my word, they're a prophet." But they just don't sit around in the church prophesying in a prophetic team. They just don't sit around preaching on Sunday morning, but man, their ability to see trends, marketing, the ability to see where things are out of out of order and and where things are stuck in finances. Like I I have I, I work with those guys and I'm like, "You know what? They're a prophet." They're a prophet, but it looks different. So I hope you're getting a little excited about this because guys, if you know, if God called you to be a prophet, but you've disqualified yourself because you're like, you know what, I've disqualified myself because I don't look like this kind of prophet. And I know they're really a prophet. They have a powerful word of the Lord. They have a powerful message. They prophesy really well. Then you know what? You might be missing some of the purpose of the Lord in your life because you've disqualified yourself. So, I want you to see the, the, some of the signs that you could be a Joseph prophet is in your area of influence, there's financial success. There's grace to advance whatever your uh, organization you're working with, working for, whether you're leading it, whether you're helping someone else. Where you fix problems, you make things work well, you create systems, you have favor on you that, that advances things. You, you, uh, you, know, you, you have favor on you. And I want you to see this about Joseph. Joseph had the favor of the Lord on him. Why? Because he feared God. And when Potiphar's wife was putting a move on him, and guys, this is this is a thing for the prophets. The enemy not not doesn't doesn't just want to shut down your ability to see visions, dreams, and interpret them, but he wants to judge, he wants to get your eyes contaminated, what you're putting into your eyes, the lust the seduction, all of that. He wants to get you caught into greed, into all that sort of stuff. And so Joseph, you can see he was a healthy prophet. He refused to be with Potiphar's wife. That was one of his tests. Some of us, it's like we've got to really work on what we're letting into our eyes, not let what we're just seeing with our eyes in the spirit. Joseph had to be good with what he saw and how he interpreted what he saw, but he also had to be good to guard his eyes and to guard his heart. And you see that Joseph, he had the typical ba the battle that any prophetic person that I've seen has to have, which is they have their battle with lust and bitterness. Those are two sides of the same coin. If you find that in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, hey, don't be like Esau who sold his birthright for a bowl of, you know, lentil, lentil bean or stew, stew, whatever. But it's like, and don't be bitter and let a bitter root grow up and defile many or don't be sexually immoral. It's, it's, it's the two things that prophetic people really have to watch out for. And Joseph, he had, he had this bitterness towards his brothers for what they did to him. He had to work through that. Believe you me, when he was putting his brothers through that whole test, he was working through his bitterness issues. He was working with, should I forgive them? Should I not forgive him? But he passed because you know what? If he didn't get free of his bitterness, what's it going to do? It's going to taint his sight. 
It's going to taint his ability to see in the spirit. His, his, his ability to see in the spirit is going to be tainted by offense. And that's going to be a spirit that's going to cause him to make decisions that now is going to skew the destiny of Israel, which he's supposed to be taking care of. So guys, even for you, that's why it's so important. If you are a Joseph type of prophet, you got to watch your eyes because you know what? Joseph prophets are good looking. Oftentimes they have charisma and that's attractive. Whether you're male or female, old or young, whether you actually think you look good, there's something about charisma that makes someone that don't look too good look better than they do because they just have this vibrancy. They have this glow. They have this ability to make things succeed. And so you got to keep yourself humble and, and make sure your eyes are pure. Make sure your heart is pure. Make sure you, you're merciful and gracious to people. Like this is, this is a part of your... This is a part of how you are going to succeed as a Joseph type of prophet, if you are a Joseph prophet. Of course, Joseph had to deal with impatience, and that's one of the big things for prophets. You see in Genesis 41 or 40, 14, when all goes well, remember me, show me kindness, mention me to Pharaoh, and get me out of this prison. He was impatient. He wanted to be done with this season, but oftentimes God will put prophets in prisons. What does that mean? He puts you in a confined place of impact and influence. Before you get the palace, he's going to put you in a place where you're going to have some influence, but it's not going to be full. And he wants to see if you can manage yourself like when you're in, 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 you're in restrictions of other leaders and other teams, it's like, oh my word, I'm working for this organization. I want to be on my own. He wants to say if you can say sweet and you can, you can be like Paul the apostle who's like, even though I'm chained, I'm not chained. Can you be in constraints without being rebellious? Can you be in constraints? Can you prove that you can actually listen and yield yourself to orders and directions from others? Because prophets don't like taking orders from people. Prophets want freedom. They want to bust boxes, religiosity. That's kind of something they're wild for. But when you get healthy, you know how to operate within different spheres, circles, different organizations, and they all have their restrictions. No one's perfect. There's control in this and there's manipulation in that. And But prophets can navigate and walk through all of that without getting all stuck by it, offended by it, hurt by it, squished by it. He's able to stay sweet in all of it. And when God sees that you can handle the prison season, then he can promote you to autonomy. And what is autonomy? It's the palace. It's like, hey, Anything goes. Whatever you want to build, you can build. There's freedom. I trust you. And what did Joseph do? He stayed married to one woman and had two children, and he was faithful his whole life. And that's, guys, that's been my, that was my prayer since I was young. Lord, I want to be a Joseph. I want to be married to my beautiful wife, Heather, for all my life. I want to be faithful to her. I want to raise up my two kids, Macy and Micah. I want to serve you. I want everyone that is in my family to be blessed financially and in their destiny, my extended family, and I want to bless everyone around me. That's the heart of a Joseph. Guys, whether you're a Joseph or not, we should all be able to see some of ourselves in these. That's, that's, that's what I was just doing right there. I was beginning to put myself in his shoes. It's like, ah... Oh, there's that redemptive prophet side that Keith can resonate with. That that that's what I'm looking for. I'm you know I want to I want to stay in that place, guys. There's there's so many things in Joseph's life that as prophets we can really learn from. He had to learn to not be impatient. Remember it says in James five it says take note of the prophets who were patient or they persevere and see what the Lord finally brought about. There's something for a prophet. There's something about a prophet that can actually be patient persevere, stay in the yoke that's been assigned to them for that season, not be impatient, not be looking too far ahead, not be frustrated, but be sweet, be joyful, be enjoying the journey. Man, that's tough for some of us. I know it's tough for me sometimes, but there's something there. It's like, take note of that person, James says. Take note of the prophets that were patient. See what the Lord finally brought about them. 
like brought about to them. So like be 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 patient if you're a Joseph prophet. If you're a Joseph prophet, because prophets tend to be black and white. Very black and white. And sometimes you can be very black and white. It's like they said this, they did the other. They promised this, they didn't do it. My brother betrayed me, he deserves punishment. Joseph had to get free of all that. He had to be able to, he had to, you know, a new covenant prophet has to operate in mercy and grace. You got to be able to operate from mercy, extending mercy. I forgive my brothers. They meant it for evil. God meant it for good for the saving of many lives. And see how Joseph got healthy? That's what he said in the end. And he didn't hold an offense. He did not hold an offense. He was integrous. And you know what? A part of the fulfillment of Joseph's destiny as a prophet was that he created a, a future for his family. And prophets are about the future, about seeing the future. But a Joseph prophet is about creating the future. He's about legacy, impact, inheritance, financial success for generations to come. Guys, I want you to begin to see this. There is so much. I mean, who, who's, who's like, yeah, me. I want the grace of the Joseph prophet. And I remember a prophet years ago sharing this. Larry Randolph shared this years ago, and it really caught my attention. He was talking about the number 11. God kept speaking about 11, 11, 11, 11. Finally, the Lord told him, he's like, that's about Joseph. He's the 11th son. And, he, and the Lord said, everybody wants 12, which is Benjamin, revival and the fire and the power. But they've got to get Joseph first. They've got to catch the grace of the entrepreneur prophet first and the Joseph anointing first. And we've got to address the finances. And this is what I'm speaking to for those of you that are called to this. Guys, I have a whole amu, a movement of emerging prophets in, but it's built with an entrepreneur foundation. Everyone in our movement is coming into that movement. And I'm trying to help raise them up to not just think donations, holding my hand out. I hope a pastor will give me an opportunity. I hope a person, a businessman will give me some, uh, you know, donation so I can live. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to live by faith. No, I'm like, no, 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 no. Faith without works is youthless. Don't be living for the donations. Learn how to create an income. Learn how to create something that people want to give to. They value it. Shift from that kind of victim mentality or that poverty mentality of I'm just waiting now. I hope someone sees me. No, through that powerful entrepreneur spirit of like, I'm going to create an opportunity. I'm going to see, I'm going to create the door that needs to be open. I'm going to build that thing that others would then want to be a part of. You see that entrepreneur thinks so differently and we need profits that have that in their foundation. That's what I'm excited about raising up. So where, what can you take away from this prophet, this Joseph prophet conversation for yourself? You might, I mean, when I begin to step into entrepreneurship as a prophet, even even six years ago, six, seven years ago, and I began to get around friends like Pedro Adeo, who's a kingdom entrepreneur, has a kingdom movement, and we're going to run together. I, it was so foreign to me, and, and but I began to say, I want to catch the grace of the entrepreneur. I'm tired of just, uh, you know, relating to business guys for their dollars. I want to, uh, you know, like their donations. I want to catch the entrepreneur spirit myself so I can learn to multiply and I can bust through something. And so I went on this journey, and it wasn't easy. I had to shift a lot of mindsets I had as a pastor around finances and dollars and theology had to be upgraded. And I had to begin to see in scripture that there was this whole framework for the Joseph prophet. And I wrote a book, Fivefold Entrepreneur. You should get that if you're if this strikes you as something. But guys, this, this is a prophet that's needed in the earth today, a Joseph prophet. And you will see this. The Joseph prophets will oftentimes be in government as well. Joseph had a business grace, but it then transitioned to government because government's role, a lot of it is to 
is to bring provision to the people that it works for. That's one of the things. That's why you know government leaders oftentimes have some of them have business backgrounds, and it's like like there's something for the Joseph prophet in this season that's really going to get attention in 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 the in the world and in the kingdom of God. God's putting a, a his shining his light on the Joseph prophet and the Joseph entrepreneur. So guys, I just pray in blessings on you guys. If you're wherever you're at in this journey, wherever you feel like is this, maybe this is for me. Like every week we're just talking about different types of prophets so you can see where you might fit and you can begin to see yourself. So I like to do I like to do a little declaration around each prophet that resonates with myself. So I'm gonna just do it as we close out, and then you do something like this or something different that that you can just declare out, and you just you just begin to declare out the God redemptive uh, parts of Joseph that that you want to identify with, because as you declare them out, you begin to apprehend them. So I'm gonna say it's gonna be like this: this declaration. You can repeat it after me if you want. Like Joseph. Like Joseph, I'm an entrepreneur prophet. Entrepreneur prophet, I am able to see problems and create solutions. I speak to leaders and into the dreams of their heart, and I help them come into destiny. I create plans for the future for others and myself. Wherever I go, favor follows me. Wherever I go, things get better. Provision opens up. The blessing of the Lord follows. Wherever I go, I am set apart to God. My eyes are set apart. I'm a man of purity. I don't look at anything of impurity. I keep my heart free of bitterness. I forgive easily. I extend mercy. I am prone to do right. My heart is for my family and my families and all the families that are coming in the future and the family of God to be blessed around me. The family is blessed because... I am connected to God's blessing. All right, guys, something like that. Wow, doesn't that feel good to just declare that out? It's like a prayer, but it's like a declaration. You begin to see, yes, wow, I see that. Yes, yeah, that's me. And there's something so powerful about that. So that's what this, the purpose of this is. I really want you to begin to receive and own your identity as a prophet, but the uniquenesses of being a prophet. Because the more you begin to declare it out, the more you will begin to operate in it. So guys, if this is a blessing to you, Share it with somebody else. Tell someone else about this uh, about this podcast. Let me know. Jump into our Facebook group, All Things Prophetic uh, Facebook group, and say, Keith, I watched your podcast or listened to your podcast. I love it. This specific episode really blessed me. Send us a note. Let us know that this is a blessing to you. Man, thanks for being a part of this journey. And we will talk to you soon. Peace. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Profit podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprofits.com or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.